Hey, hey, party people. I'm your host, Taylor Ryan, owner and lead planner at Lemons and Willow Event Management. With a decade of experience in catering, venue management, HR, and wedding planning, I'm here each week with industry friends to answer questions from real couples about how to tackle the unexpected things that pop up when planning a wedding. I'm here to make sure you feel heard in your planning journey, and I'm bringing along some of the best wedding pros in the industry to offer insight and wisdom to help you along the way. We're all here to help you have the wedding day you've always dreamed of and avoid the big mistakes we've seen over the years. Welcome back to the Days and Engaged podcast. This week on the show, we are going to answer some questions from real couples about tricky family dynamics, engagement photo sessions, and how to make the most of your elopement. Joining me today is wedding and elopement photographer, Adam Snook. Adam and his wife, Erica, own Snook Photo & Co., formerly Adam Snook Photography, and are based in the Charlotte, North Carolina area. They have three boys, ages four, three, and two, and he considers the office to be one of his biggest hobbies. Adam, welcome to Days and Engaged. Hey, how you doing? I'm so excited you're here. Me too. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was like, oh, I wonder if, I wonder if she'll ever invite me on an episode. And here we are. <laughs> um, so Adam and I first met when he heroically came to second shoot at a wedding last minute this past February. Um, the photographer's original second shooter called out like four hours before the wedding and he jumped in and now I'm a big fan of him and his work. We had so much fun on that wedding and um, the pictures came out great. So Adam actually shot the branding photos for this podcast. So you've definitely seen his work on the show cover. Adam, can you tell us a little bit more about you and your wife's business and kind of what all you guys offer and how you originally got into the crazy world of weddings? Yeah. Um, so I'm actually going to answer those backwards, but um, okay. <laughs> so growing up in high school, I just, I wanted to be a photographer. Like I, it was, it was something I, I knew that I wanted to do with my career path. Coincidentally, I ended up dropping out of college, <laughs> so I guess it worked out. But um, yeah, in 2019, I uh, my wife got me my first DSLR camera, and it was just, and I think she just believed in my dream and wanted to see me pursue it. And so, um, it wasn't until August of 2020 when I started to advertise myself as a photographer, offering. Anything and everything under the sun of photography. Oh, you were smart like me and started doing weddings in 2020 when nobody was getting married. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, actually, my, my first session was an engagement session. Okay. And, you know, I thought maybe they would hire me for their wedding down the line. But, you know, it didn't work out and totally fine because looking back at those photos now, they're awful. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so. I just to get my wheels turning, I was offering very, very affordable um, family sessions. And I, okay, I should probably say cheap. I'm talking $40 oh my goodness, like, yeah. for a whole hour. So I started doing family sessions in the fall, and it was like the perfect time to market for that. But I knew in the back of my mind that I wanted to jump into weddings. I just didn't know how. And one of my sisters actually recommended that I look on Facebook groups. Come to find out there are hundreds of wedding groups on Facebook mm -hmm. and tons of photographer support groups on Facebook. I took to those in my, you know, first year and still I take advantage of those groups because there's so much information that I can continue to learn from. Yep. And so much business comes from those wedding Facebook groups too, like even to this day for us. Yeah. So yeah, so I started following photographers, started asking if I could ever second shoot for them and they respectfully declined. 
which I understand now as a photographer myself, that I particularly wouldn't want to take on a photographer who hasn't shot a wedding yet to be my second shooter. However, because I was in those shoes before, I am a little bit more inclined to accept newer photographers. And what I do is I just make sure that I take on all the pressure myself. As if there wasn't a second shooter, just in case. (laughs) Exactly. And they're there just to learn the ropes, and that's totally fine. As I continued to shoot weddings, my wife had expressed a desire to come along with me and be my second shooter. And so we had actually made that a plan. At the time, she was on maternity leave from our youngest child. And so we had agreed that in May of 2022, that we would go ahead and I would start implementing her as my second shooter. Well, I just want to say, I think you guys are absolute superheroes for wanting to add anything else, having three children under five years old, because that's a lot of boys that young. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. I only have one and we find out in a couple of weeks what our second one is. And I'm already like, oh my gosh, this is a whole lot of, this is a whole lot of energy. I'm just trying to prepare myself for and they're way more spread out than yours are. So you guys are superheroes already in my book. <laughs> Funny. Um, it definitely was. I mean, I actually dealt with kind of like my own postpartum like stress yeah. from having our second child. But once our third one came, it was easy peasy. That's what everyone says. They're like, after the second one, once you start adding more kids after two, you're just like, ah, why not throw another one in the bunch? <laughs> they, just, they just get lost in the shuffle. That is so <laughs> funny. This last year, just about every single fall wedding that had a second shooter, my wife was there shooting with me. Okay. She was able to definitely get her feet wet, and now it is super comfortable behind the camera. And this year, I already started branding ourselves as a husband and wife team, and I knew that at the end of the year, I definitely wanted to make that transition and just go for another full rebrand after I had already rebranded from Fresh Eyes Photography to to uh, Adam Snook Photos and now to Snook Photo and Co. And I really, you know, don't plan on changing that for quite some time now. Well, that's awesome. And new website's live now, right? Yes, it is live. Awesome. Well, it looks really good. I'm super excited for you guys. Um, so can you oh, tell us you. a little bit about kind of the packages you guys offer and, you know, what services you guys offer as a husband and wife team? We offer weddings and elopements and we also do lifestyle sessions too. But in the wedding industry, we do weddings and elopements. Um, We do offer destination packages that already have the travel cost priced into the packages. Brides, that's very important. Make sure you're asking that of your vendors if it's included or if it's going to be extra for travel. (laughs) We will travel a 120 mile round trip without charging travel. Oh, wow. That's really far. So not charge travel fees. Our elopement packages also include um, location scouting. So, you know, obviously that doesn't mean I'm going to hop on a plane and go check out, you know, some national forest, but, you know, I'll definitely do a lot of, a lot of research online and connecting with other photographers and other vendors in different States, depending on where it is that you want to get married. Uh, I will, I also, for elopement specifically, I will also help plan your, your entire elopement. Okay. Awesome. So you won't need to have a wedding planner Mm -hmm. depending on all the activities there. We may or may not would need a day of coordinator, but 
more than likely I would assist with that. Yeah. Essentially, I would help you plan your entire elopement from beginning to end. Okay, awesome. I mean, and there's multiple different packages we offer. So for our wedding packages, we offer anywhere from six hours up to 12 hours. Okay. And then for elopements, I offer four-hour packages and then going all the way up to 12. Cool. Well, thank you for sharing. We're going to kind of jump all over some different topics today, but I feel like we can definitely help these couples out that have submitted questions. Now let's see what questions are waiting on us today. Today's episode of the Days and Engage podcast is brought to you by the Southern Charm Bridal Show. You are invited to our specialty bridal show on February 25th, 2024 from 1 to 4 p.m. at Southern Charm Events in Rock Hill, South Carolina. With over 40 of the Charlotte and Rock Hill area's best vendors there, you are sure to find the wedding vendors you've been looking for. From catering and photography to tuxes and hair and makeup, the Southern Charm Bridal Show is your one-stop shop for all things wedding planning. Grab your free tickets now on Eventbrite or pay $5 admission at the door. We can't wait to meet you. Our first question today comes from Daisy the Lazy. My fiance and I just decided we wanted to elope, but we're kind of stuck on where to begin. Obviously, I need a dress, an officiant, and I want a photographer, but are we missing something? It can't be that easy, right? <laughs> um, honestly, I think it can be that easy. I'm going to let Adam field most of this because like he was just talking about, um, most planners don't really get involved with elopements um, because that's the beauty of an elopement is you don't need a ton of, you know, planning or um, different vendors being coordinated. The two big things, I would definitely make sure you have your marriage license, um, you know, because you're going to need that for the state you're getting married in which is very important. It's not where you live. It's wherever you're getting married in and um, rings. <laughs> but Adam, I'm going to pass the baton to you and let you kind of walk through what planning an elopement typically looks like and what you suggest to couples. It honestly, it can be as simple or as exquisite as you want it to be. If you want to go and pick up your dress from a bridal shop or from Amazon, so be it. You know, you find your you find your officiant, and you bring your parents and siblings if you want them to attend, and you elope. Like I don't, you know, it's it really is that simple. Um, you really only, I mean, you really only need your attire and an officiant. And make sure you're also paying attention to whatever state you're getting married in, how many witnesses you need. Because I know like in South Carolina, you just need an officiant. You don't need any witnesses. But in North Carolina, you have to have two witnesses other than the officiant. So um, that's one thing that I would probably make sure when you're planning that to make sure you have the right amount of people coming. And your photographer can be one of your witnesses. Yes, they can. They can. And, you know, if needed that the both that my wife and I would be there, then, you know, we would be two witnesses <laughs> right there. So, um, yeah, honestly, I mean, I have ran into, I actually shot an elopement at McGill's Rose Garden, which is locally here in Charlotte. And it was, it honestly was just a very simple elopement. It, the bride and groom showed up already and already dressed up and they had, just their family. So the parents and then each of them had one sibling. Okay. They had the ceremony at Mikhail's Rose Garden and then they went and had a private dinner at their house. That's so but nice. But they didn't want that covered. So they just wanted 
yeah, and it, it honestly, like, it, it can be super simple, you know, I mean, yeah, you could also have your reception at a restaurant, you know, if you want to eat somewhere, you can book a venue for an elopement if you want, if you're going to have, you know, 15, 20 people. Some venues will offer special packages for elopements like that to where it's all inclusive. Like you have, they'll do your florals, they'll do your catering, everything for a certain price for, you know, 15 or 20 people or less. So that's another option if you didn't want to, you know, hike up the side of a mountain, which a lot of people around here do for elopements. Um, You know, a a lot of my photographer friends um, plan elopements because Again, that's not really something that us planners get into. I'm sure there are planners that specialize in that, um, and they're probably listening to the podcast being like, don't tell them that, Taylor. Um, <laughs> but most of us, we just, you know, I, I honestly would be stressed out planning an elopement because I need a lot of details because I feel like chaos being organized is what makes me happy. And if there's not a lot of chaos, then what am I there for to organize? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I feel like, like he said, it can be as easy or as difficult as you want it to be. Like if you want to go on a five mile hike and boots in your wedding dress, you can do that. If you want to go to a garden, that's fine. Have you ever run into, um, people having to go through some like red tape of like the location they want to elope to. So like with national parks or gardens or anything like that. Yeah, I have not. I actually haven't had any couples wanting to do some strenuous hiking elopements, which, you know, I'm here for them. And I would absolutely love to shoot something like that. Um, but no, the, the closest thing to a mountaintop elopement, I mean, this, this couple did, they pretty much did all of their own work. Um, they, they had planned their entire elopement and then found me as a photographer. And then that was like the last thing that they needed. Okay. Um, their they they eloped the arboretum in Asheville. Oh, okay, so pretty. You know, but they actually offer elopements. Yeah, and so I know that they have like elopement packages, and they help like plan and coordinate like during the day. And a lot of destination um, places like Asheville or like Denver, Colorado, you know, places like that, a ton of venues will specialize in elopement packages because they know that people come just for the view. So if you're looking at a place like that to elope, like definitely make sure you're looking into certain packages because you might get a lot better deal than you were originally expecting and get something a little bit nicer than you had planned on for your budget. And if you are planning to elope um, in a national forest, I highly suggest that the couple be the one to reach out to the parks. Um, You will get a much quicker response instead of having your photographer do it for you. I think they just, they have too many photographers reaching out. And so they don't feel, they don't feel like responding is needs to be urgent, but when it's a couple wanting to get married, they're like, Oh, let me help them out. And I think that's very important to say like that you do need to reach out to wherever you're planning on getting married. Um, Just because I feel like some people have in their head, like, oh, we're just eloping, so we can just do it wherever. It's not a big deal because there are certain places where they will like get you for trespassing if you just show up and try to have a ceremony there. Um, So make sure you're going through like the correct legal steps to make sure you're not going to accidentally get fined or um, even arrested. (laughs) There definitely are quite a few loopholes that you do have to go through when eloping um, in the Blue Ridge Mountains or like in the Pisgah Fort National Forest, um, they have a lot of regulations there. They have permits that are required. Um, there are locations that are off limits and that some people just aren't aware of. Yeah. Um, 
So just be careful wherever so. you decide on. That's really the the big thing I think to think about because that's one thing that most people are just like, oh, well, who cares? It's just the three of us. You know, we don't need to do anything to let anybody know we're here. But if you get caught by like a forest ranger, you could be in quite a bit of trouble or even worse, a game warden. <laughs> <laughs> Our next question is from just me 842 I'm finally engaged. We just got engaged over the holidays and I'm already so excited about engagement photos. I want to do them as soon as possible. What should I know about how these work? Adam, do you want to get us started on this question? So I think engagement sessions are great for you to get to know your photographer. Yeah, I always say it's like dating your photographer before wedding day. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a blind date, basically. Yeah, it's just so that you can feel like comfortable around them and feel confident that they can actually capture you well. Yeah, we include engagement sessions in all of our packages. Um, I I think doing an engagement session is very important, not because it's, you know, getting photos, but more so because it's the first time that I'm meeting you, the first time you're meeting me. It's the first time you're seeing how I work and my my creative process and how I pose you mm-hmm. or how I direct you. Um, or for some photographers, lack of direction because, you know, some photographers are like, oh, just be cute and I'll capture it. You know, and some photographers like are very specific in posing and you might like one style versus the other. So you need to know that. Yeah. I mean, I, I do a lot of when I, when I give direction for posing, I am very specific um, to the point where, Instead of saying, oh, look down, no, no, turn your head. Okay, keep turning. I will come up to you and I'll put my finger out and I'll have you look at my finger (laughs) and then I will move my finger down and I'll look at your face and see where your face is positioned. I'll be like, okay, lock that position and then I'll step back and take a few pictures. You know, but also my other process is very, um, is very candid and somewhat more of documentary. So a lot of, a lot of movement, you know, I I don't keep my couples just standing still and smile this way smile that way look at each other you look at my photos and you see photos that look that like have that look to them and they look cute why because I'm not asking them to kiss with their teeth it's because they're being cute (laughs) I'm just just talking to be in the moment and you know like one of the like one thing I do say is I say be cute and cuddly with each other and act like I'm not here. And I'll spend just a few minutes just like capturing them that moment between the two of them. I think that's important too for couples. Like your engagement session is not just for you to like feel comfortable with your photographer, but a lot of couples, that's the first time they've ever had professional photos taken together. And it can be a little awkward. Like my husband hates taking pictures. He hates it. I love them because I like having, you know, at least Christmas pictures every year, but you know, family sessions and stuff. But it's really important to like get that out of the way. So that way on your wedding day, you're not awkward with each other being like, oh, you want us to like kiss in front of you or like, cause some people are not super PDA, you know, and it's a little bit of good practice for you guys because you don't want to get your wedding pictures back and be like, oh, we look so uncomfortable. Cause we just, you know, are not used to taking pictures. Um, it's important for you to feel comfortable with each other in front of a camera, because even if you're super comfortable with each other, you know, on a normal basis, for some reason, some people get in front of a camera and they're like, oh dear God, no, I don't want to have to be touched right now in front of a camera. And so it's so funny, but like it gives you a little bit of practice to get those nerves out and to be like, oh, 
it, I, I'm literally just being with my person right now and I can be comfortable and just block out the camera basically because <laughs> it's really hard the very first time. It's definitely a mental game. Like I'm a photographer and when someone takes pictures of me, I'm like, oh, how do you want me to pose? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'll be like under a bride's dress trying to like fix a bustle and the photographer's taking pictures. I'm like, oh, hold on. Is my hair look okay while I'm under this dress? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I am a huge advocate for engagement sessions. Timeline, I would highly suggest that you have your engagement sessions done at least six months for the date of your wedding. Yeah, so you can use them for your cute save the dates. Exactly. You know, it's going to take a few weeks for you to get the photos back. You know, I have had couples do, I've done their engagement session like a month or two before their wedding. But if you want to plan it, accordingly and plan ahead of time, I highly suggest that you do your engagement sessions six months before the date of your wedding. Mm -hmm. One of my biggest tips for engagement sessions is don't take it too seriously. I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, this is so much pressure. We have to look good. We have to be cute. Be fun. One of my favorite pictures <laughs> from when we got engaged because we got engaged at Disney because I used to work at Disney. And so my husband proposed oh in the Rose gosh. Garden and he like hired a photographer to capture it. And we just went ahead and did our pictures after we got engaged. But like one of my favorite pictures is the photographer said, can you show off your ring? And I was like, oh, sure. So I put my hand over his face and so he's like trying to smile and my whole <laughs> ring and hand is like covering his face. And it is the funniest picture. And we have it like up here, like on my bookshelf, because it's super funny and it's very us. But, um, you know, we have all the pretty pictures where we're kissing and, you know, like holding hands and yada, yada. But like that one is just so us. So like, don't take it too seriously because you'll get the good ones still, but you can have those goofy ones to look back on and be like, oh my gosh, we are such dorks. <laughs> um, yeah. And honestly, I tend to have the most fun with the couples who say they're awkward. Oh yeah. Because like I, I get them out of their shell and like they're like, oh, like I'm so awkward in front of the camera, and I'm like, perfect. Cool, I'm awkward too. Let's let's be awkward together. <laughs> and then they're like, oh my gosh, Adam, these are beautiful. Like, and I was like, I tried to tell you, like, <laughs> they're really cute. I tried to tell you. <laughs> Another just random tip I have for engagement sessions, if you already know the colors you're going to use at your wedding, think about your wedding colors and incorporate those into your outfits so that way you can display them at the wedding as like decor because um, it's always a really nice touch when like the engagement photos are like set out on cocktail tables or, you know, you have a big one as like a welcome sign. And if it if you're wearing like a super, you know, bright pink dress that might be cute for just for pictures, but you might not be able to use them at the wedding because it might not match. <laughs> um, so if you already know what you're using and you want to use those, that's a nice little way to kind of tie everything together, which, you know, you don't typically think about until it's too late and being like, oh, great. Now I can only use black and white photos <laughs> because I was wearing a super bright colored outfit and it absolutely does not match our wedding um and speaking of outfits not every color looks the way that you think it will and mm -hmm. like when it comes out after after the photo has been edited yeah you know every photographer has a different style so you know you just assume that this red dress will just really pop you know but then go and look at the photographer's work and see if there's anything with red in it and gives you a better idea of how it's going to turn out so then maybe it'll help 
guide you to choose something different. You have any suggestions for colors for them to wear? I'm a sucker for neutrals. So yeah, that's what I figured. <laughs> navies, you know, neutrals or earth tones. I love my like my navy blues and my like forest greens, your, your tans and your khakis. White, obviously, if you're a bride. You know, I, I also, you know, if you want to wear a pretty dress that has some patterns on it, where whether it's floral or polka dots or stripes or what have you, I highly recommend that your fiance wears a solid colored shirt Yes, that complements those accent colors that are on your dress. I also suggest that you do two outfit changes. And do a fun one. Do a crazy outfit that's like you'd never get to wear it again. So, I mean, you know, you could do, you know, you have more of like a casual like jeans and t-shirt, you know. And then you can have some more like formal looking engagement photos, you know, when you have like a long flowy dress. And There's so many fun bridal outfits right now, like with just huge bows and like pearls everywhere and ruffles, like just go crazy. Go to Verzona, buy all the white things and have a fun outfit. Yes. <laughs> yes. I am a huge sucker for knee length satin short sleeve dresses oh, with yes. a huge white bow on the back mm-hmm. like that. That is an iconic look, and that would make for a very beautiful engagement session. And again, when are you ever going to get to have the excuse to dress like this or, you know, be this extra again? You're not. So you might as well go full-fledged with it for your engagement photos because obviously you're going to be in your wedding dress for wedding day. But if you want to be a little wild with like a different kind of outfit, do it for your engagement photos. (laughs) If you're going to wear short white dress, mm-hmm. why not change into that dress on your during your reception, you know, at your mm-hmm. wedding? Then you have an outfit change and everyone's surprised, like, oh my gosh. Or even just for your exit. I've had a bride do that before too, where she had a reception outfit, but then she had just an exit outfit. So like she had pictures in three different outfits on her wedding day. Today's episode of Days and Engaged is brought to you by the Tuxedo Shop on 219 Main Street in Pineville, North Carolina. This amazing shop has been in business in Pineville for 18 years and can help you with tux and suit rentals and purchases. They carry Michael Kors, Ike Behar, and other designer brands. In 2024, the Tuxedo Shop is also partnering with a custom suit maker in Charlotte to bring your custom suit designs to you. As a wedding planner, I send all of my couples to the Tuxedo Shop because the owner, Paula, is a miracle worker. Even if your groomsmen are out of town, they can send their measurements to the Tuxedo Shop and she can tailor them without the groomsmen ever having to come in. And let me tell you, they fit like a glove every time. When we got married, the tuxedo shop handled my husband's suit and our seven groomsmen, and they all looked like they had custom fit suits. Depending on the size of your bridal party, the groom may be eligible for a free rental. The tuxedo shop is open on Tuesday through Saturday, and you can call 704-889-1933 to set up an appointment and find them online at www.thetuxedoshop.com. Run, don't walk to the tuxedo shop in Pineville to get the groom in your life looking his best for wedding day. Our next question is from Books and Beers. My mom passed away unexpectedly six years ago. My dad almost immediately started dating someone new, and from the very beginning, the new girlfriend has caused issues and strained family relationships to the point that my dad stopped coming to family events because the new girlfriend would get mad at him if he did. I don't want to invite her to our wedding, but I'm worried that he won't come if she's not invited. And it also feels icky to not give him a plus one when every other guest gets one. Thoughts on what to do or how to compromise. That is quite the family dynamic. Um, 
I mean, my deepest condolences for your mom passing. I know it's been, you know, several years, but I'm sure the the pain is still there. And I can't imagine trying to get ready for my wedding without my mom. So like I I feel so much for this poor bride. On top of that, having to deal with this situation is probably a lot of emotions to deal yeah. with. I don't know if you're a people pleaser, but you know, like I I get the importance of of your dad being there for your big day. Um but you know, on the other hand, this is your wedding day and ultimately if his girlfriend being there is going to cause any family drama. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you guys go out to dinner on a separate night and celebrate, you know, or you just put your foot down and you tell your dad, look, like I don't want her there. And this is up. Like I'm leaving the decision in your hands. Like Mm -hmm. you can come to my wedding and she will not be there. You can't put yourself in a position where you're, where you're feeling blamed for, the situation, you know, it's yeah. like I said, your wedding. So, I mean, he accepts the fact that he can't bring her and he attends your wedding or you guys have that hard conversation and um, perhaps celebrate on a different day at a fancy restaurant together. Yeah. Um, this is so hard. Cause again, this is not your fault that you're in this situation, but you are the one having to deal with it. Um, if you haven't listened to episode one, the entire episode's about family drama. And we had a lot of kind of similar situations to this, but this is a little bit even touchier just because, you know, it's not like divorced parents and it's not, you know, like your brother's wife or something like that, which we talked about a little bit in episode one. But one thing that I'll reiterate that we talked about there is you kind of have to ask yourself, is it more important to have your dad there or is it more important to not have his girlfriend there? Because you, it might come down to that. Like it might come down to either he comes with her or he doesn't come at all. And so is it more important for you to have him there with you or for her to not be there? First thing I would say, you know, have a conversation with your dad about it first. See if she's planning on even coming because again, that might not even be an issue. Um, you might say, Hey, just checking in on RSVPs is your girlfriend coming? And he can be like, oh no, she's got a girl's trip planned that weekend. Cool. Problem over. If she is planning on coming, you can start off by trying to lay some boundaries and ground rules being like, okay, if she's coming, that's fine for her to be with you, but you have responsibilities as my dad. You know, you're going to be walking me down the aisle. She will not be walking down the aisle. We're all keeping it to immediate family and bridal party. Um, you know, she is not going to be in family photos and you need to have those already ready to say like, these are my ground rules. If she does come and if she doesn't like that, then she doesn't have to come. But I think the first place would definitely be having a conversation with your dad about it. And if she does end up coming (laughs) and you're worried about like her taking you off or kind of getting in your way. I would communicate that to your photographer and your planner because they need to be running defense for you that day. I have had to do that several times and I'm sure Adam has too, where, you know, there's a family member or somebody like this in this kind of situation where they just do not get along with the couple and we have to just give them jobs to do or be like, Hey, actually, would you mind waiting over here? We're going to finish up family photos. Let me get you a glass of wine. It's just little things to kind of distract and divert them throughout the day, because that's not something that you need to be worried about. And if they're 
is somebody that that girlfriend does get along with, like maybe your sister or, you know, your aunt or something like that. We love a good aunt that likes to distract people, Um, you know, have them to be the person that keeps them busy while your dad is doing his like father, the bride duties that day. Like Adam said, at the end of the day, like if it comes down to it and he's like, well, I'm not coming if she's not coming and you don't want her there, then say, okay, like, I guess you're not coming. Then when can we get together to celebrate? Because if it's really going to be like, if she's going to be throwing fists or, you know, she's going to be trying to get up and give a speech or, you know, if you think it's really going to be that bad and it, she just cannot be there, tell them that that's the final decision. Either she doesn't come and he does, or neither one of them come. It's a really tricky decision, but I would really try to talk to him first about like why you feel the way that you do. And then if you do allow her to come, what the rules would be. We, we have, the both of us have definitely seen a lot of different family dynamics on wedding days and mm-hmm. I don't know. I kind of, I'm not, I'm not as nice about it as Taylor. <laughs> I am I'm like, Oh, you're bothering my, you're bothering my couple. You need to leave. Like, you know, I'm a kill like, them with kindness kind wife. of person. <laughs> and I'm a, I know what I'm doing. Like, please leave us alone. <laughs> yeah. See, but, I, anyway. I can get to that point if I have to, but normally people are like, oh, she's so nice and don't realize I'm actually trying to just like get them away. And then when I do have to be mean, they're like, oh crap, she just flipped a switch. I need to listen to this girl. (laughs) I used to work with kids a lot and I still do at church. And it's so funny because most time I'm like, okay guys, you know, we need to get back on task. And then I'm like, all right, guys, be quiet and sit down. (laughs) And they're like, oh, Miss Taylor's mean voice came out. Like we need to listen. And I can still do that at weddings too, if I absolutely have to, but you need your vendors on your team and run a defense for you in those situations, especially planner and photographer, because we're around the most and we can, you know, run interference the most. (laughs) Are you looking for a wedding florist? YH Wedding and Event Design is a small woman-owned floral company who offers one-of-a-kind custom florals for weddings and all of life special events. They partner with local Carolina floral farmers to provide beautiful flowers that are fresh and pesticide-free. The owner, Yolanda Holmes, prides herself on getting to know her clients, her exceptional customer service, and attention to detail. YH Wedding and Event Design offers full-service wedding florals, floral installations, small and large centerpieces, candles, vases, and tabletop decor. They are available to travel, and if you're interested in working with them, you can contact them at www.yhweddingandevents.com or email them at yhweddingandevents at gmail.com. Our last question today is from Zoe Deer. My friends and family aren't exactly big quote unquote picture people, and I'm worried that everyone is going to pitch a fit about family pictures at the wedding. Should we skip them, or is there a way to do this without a fight? Adam, what advice do you have for this person? So coincidentally enough, family pictures are are probably the part of the day that I dread the most. They're very stressful, um, yeah. And they are. But I only have that part of the of the wedding day last 15 minutes. Yes. Like, I was just telling another wedding planner last night on the phone. We'll get family members who kind of have a little attitude and you can just see it on their face that they're just are not, not about really it. Wanting to be there. Yeah. <laughs> 
He's like, you know what? The quicker you are to listen to me and smile at the camera, the quicker you'll be able to get to your cocktail. That's what I so. tell everybody before I leave. I'm like, okay, photographer's in charge. If you want beer and food, you will be quiet and listen because the quicker you listen, the quicker you get to go to cocktail hour. <laughs> I like to do family photos immediately after the ceremony. So have immediate and grandparents for family photos. Um, if you want extended family, then we can make that, we can do that during the reception very candidly. But those formal family sessions, I reserve for immediate family and grandparents. And the way that I do it is I literally just, I, you know, I create my, my shot list. Um, I usually start from the largest group and I start to dwindle it down to the smallest. And I kid you not, it's okay. Look at me, everyone smile. You know, every now and then I'll throw in a variation of where the couple will kiss and everyone's throwing like their arms up and cheering the couple on and looking at the couple. But it's really just look, just smile at me. And then that one kissing, like cheering photo, and then you're done. Yep. Like two very simple prompts. And it's like, (laughs) okay, next, you know, and I just, I keep it. I try to flow really quickly through those. And like Adam's saying, it should not take more than 15 minutes because you should have your shot list. If you didn't listen to last week's episode about timelines, I literally talked through exactly how to put together a shot list to where people will actually pay attention. First and last names, make sure you have those because they're not going to respond to Grammy and Poppy when the photographer yells it. And like, make sure it starts with older people and kids first and then work your way down to your parents and then your bridal party. Because literally it should not take more than 15 minutes. Like there is no reason in the world that it should take an hour for family pictures. Like I don't know how that happens sometimes, but it should literally be 15, 20 minutes. Like if if you're worried about your family, you know, having a little fit during the photos, I would just politely and sternly ask (laughs) them to cooperate. And I'd be like, look, like mom, dad, siblings, the these photos will only take 15 minutes if you can please just cooperate during those 15 mm-hmm. minutes so we can get the photos out of the way and you can go to the cocktail hour. Like, please do it, you know, do it for me. Yeah. Just explain to them why it's important to you. Cause I mean, I would say definitely don't skip ever. Like don't ever skip family pictures because this could be the last time that your entire family is together the way it is right now. And you don't want to miss the opportunity. Like, there's so many weddings where it's the last time the grandparents are there. And it's so many weddings where like before, you know, new babies come, you never know when you could lose somebody and you don't ever want to regret not having everybody together like that because that is just heartbreaking to think that was the last time we were all together as a family. And we don't even have documentation of that. Why would you not? have that. And I would just tell your family like that, because who's going to say no to that, you know? The family part of a wedding day is stressful, Mm -hmm. but it is and can be the quickest part throughout the entire wedding day. Yeah. And make it fun too. Like ask your caterer, be like, Hey, they're worried about missing cocktail hour. Can you send some trays appetizers out here and maybe like a bucket of beer? Um, because again, that will make everybody happy, make them a little bit more inclined to listen if they aren't starving. Um, and so, you know, it's a good incentive to have that out there for everybody to be like, Hey, you know, this is supposed to be a fun time for us as a family to spend time together. Um, because the rest of the night we're going to be running around trying to see friends and everything like this is a time just for us. And so 
it can be stressful, especially if your family is already putting up a fight. But I would just explain to them, be like, hey, it's going to be like a little mini party just for us. We're going to have some food and drinks. We're going to, you know, have some fun. It's only going to last like maybe 20 minutes. Please just get on board. <laughs> Taylor's so fun with it. She's like, hey, we're going to make it fun. And I'm like, no, shut up. <laughs> Let's get this done. Go and have your drinks. Like, <laughs> this is why you need different vendors because they all just work together and play off of each other. Because <laughs> some people are going to respond really well to shut up and stand still and smile. They'll be like, well, dang, okay. And some people will be like, who do you think you are telling me to shut up and stand still and smile? But they, but they are the people who are going to be like, oh, I get a glass of wine and I get to take pictures. Okay, I'll smile. Like, you know, it's so funny the way different people respond to that. But that's why it's important to have like a very diverse team of vendors because we can all like jump in and like play off of the people who might need a little bit more persuading than others. <laughs> and I won't tell any of your guests to shut up. So <laughs> just throwing it out there. <laughs> oh Lord. I had a photographer do that one time and I thought I was going to crawl under a rock. Like we were, I was there trying to help with family pictures cause it was a huge huge family. Like, I mean, there was so many siblings, so many spouses and nobody was listening. I was standing on a chair, like trying to yell people's names and nobody's like, I'm loud y'all. Like, I don't know if you realize that on the podcast, but like I cheered for 15 years and I got a voice to go with it. Like I am real loud. So if anybody ever needs somebody that's loud, they come get me and nobody was listening. And this little photographer got up on the chair and said, everybody shut up. We need to do these pictures now. So you either listen or get out. And I was like, Oh my God, no. Um, no, we're not getting out. We're not going to go anywhere. Like everybody, can we please just be quiet for just a second? It's going to be fine. We're going to have fun. Oh my gosh. Please don't tell people to shut up. (laughs) Cause the faces when that came out of their mouth, everybody was like, excuse me. I was like, Oh yeah, this is about turn not good. So we're going to turn this around. Who wants to do the conga? Um, (laughs) Like, you know, it's got to be be a little light and playful because again, it's supposed to be a party, but um, it is hard when you have giant families. So shot lists help. And then also conversations Mm -hmm. with everybody beforehand of please be quiet and listen. (laughs) And that's also why I... I personally don't like taking pictures with extended family included because of how big the group, like your family group could get if you had an extended family. Every family is different too. You know, some families might only have like, you know, only a few cousins or even like one or two siblings or no siblings. You know, other families might have like six or seven siblings and like 15 cousins. So it's just, you know, but ultimately you are the couple. And so what you say goes. So if you want, if you want all of your extended family in those photos, then great, I will make it work. Um, you know, it's not going to be 15 minutes. It'll probably be 25, you know, they might be fussing and fighting a little bit. If, uh, you got that many people together for this bread specifically, I would say, keep it small, keep it sweet and keep it short. (laughs) Parents, siblings, grandparents. Done. Yeah. (laughs) Adam, I'm so glad you got to come on today. I have one last fun question for you. What are you listening to on repeat right now? So your favorite song, artist, podcast, whatever. I would say Labyrinth. He's someone that I've been listening to on repeat 
like nonstop over like the last few months. I'll see if I can find them on Spotify and link to it in the show notes so everybody can check them out. If our listeners want to get in touch with you and Erica, where would be the best place for them to find you guys online? So our website is snookphotoco.com. We're also on Instagram as snookphoto.co. And then Facebook is snookphotoco. Thank you again so much for being here today. Listeners, don't forget to come see me and Adam and his wife, Erica, at the Southern Charm Bridal Show on Sunday, February 25th from 1 to 4 p.m. at Southern Charm Events in Rock Hill. We're so excited. Um, We'll be there with about 40 other vendors, and we are so excited to meet you guys in person. A few of our other previous and future guests will be there, too, including Joe Beth with Orange Rose Beauty and Jonah with DJs on the Half Shell. If you haven't gotten your free tickets yet, be sure to pre-register and get your tickets on Eventbrite because otherwise it's $5 at the door. There is a link in both the podcast bio and my business bio. So at Lemons and Willow Events that you can grab your free tickets and we will see you soon. Thanks again for tuning in to Days of Engaged and trusting us party people to answer all your wedding planning questions. If you have a burning question and want to answer it on the podcast, head over to at Days and Engaged on Instagram and fill out the anonymous form in our bio, or you can email in your question to dazedandengagedpodcast at gmail.com. We might just be talking straight to you next week. Don't forget to follow, rate, and subscribe. It helps others to find the show. And tell all your engaged friends, coworkers, heck, even strangers on the street to listen in. Until next week, bye-bye party people.